This is Aaron Saft with the MR Running Pains podcast, episode number 93. Today's a solo episode, but I'm going to be talking about fartlek workouts. <clears throat> One of the simplest, easiest workouts um, that you can incorporate into your training that will help you in your journeys becoming a better, faster, more capable runner. Uh, this is for anybody, any distance, um, you know, whether you're doing 5Ks, um, up to ultra, whatever distance of ultra, if you're looking for some more turnover and a, a quick, fast way to get a workout in, these are so simplistic fartlek workouts, and they can be done a number of ways, a number of um, varieties, and we're going to talk about all of that stuff today. So um, fartleks, uh, simply put, it's a Swedish word, and it means speed play. Now, even simpler it's there's no set workout um, for a fartlek. Uh, you can make it a set workout, and we can talk about some of those. But um, the real idea behind fartlek was to let your body and how you're feeling, um, or the trail, because these were you know typically done on on trails. Let the trail dictate your pace, because obviously, if we're on single track, let's take single track for a moment here and, and think about single track and and how it flows. You know, a lot of times uh, in a lot of trail systems, such as here in Western North Carolina, you've got a lot of ups and downs or rolling hills. Um, some places are flat, which makes fartlek a little bit more difficult. And that may just be, well, you know, if, if the terrain dictates you can go faster, you will. If it's more technical, you'll go slower. And that's speed play. In the simplest sense of the word, that's fartlek. Um, using uh, a downhill to go faster and an uphill to go slower, that's fartlek. Um, you know, the, the intensity and duration, uh, is really up to the person. There is no set distance or, uh, time interval, uh, when, you know, we're talking about the simplest fartlek, um, it's just a variation, uh, the, you know, like when I tell my athletes, I'd like them to do a fartlek, there may be, I may say you can go up to this effort. If I'm talking rating of perceived exertion. I never want them to go all out in their training. So I never put 10, um, at, you know, RPE is based on a scale of one to 10 with 10 being the hardest all out effort. So I never put 10, I may go up to nine on a fart, like, but typically, uh, in, you know, in Arthur Lydiard's terms, if you go by Lydiard, his fart licks, you never got above, uh, your aerobic threshold. So basically 80 to 85% of your maximum effort. So that would be about an eight, maybe a little bit over an eight in RPE. So, um, you know, you can mix it up. And I, I always tell my athletes, you know, what, what Lydiard said was intervals should go up to two minutes in time length. Now it doesn't have to be, again, you can just go, right. You can go fast for a short period of time and then recover to what you need. And then go slower, you know, but still, you know, at a fast pace and then recover. It's just really up to you. Intensity, duration, uh, you know, all of those factors are up to you in a fartlek. So um, this, you know, this is just a, a great adaptation that we can do in training. Um, you know, we, we can do it in different blocks of training as well. Um, I typically you know, add it into the base phase of training, which is where Lydiard, Arthur Lydiard suggested, uh, it be, you know, implemented 
was uh, was early in the training cycle, so that you, you know in your base training, um, it's a great place to to add it because you know again in his sense he wasn't making you go above the aerobic threshold, so you're working at various aerobic paces and making yourself more efficient aerobically by doing these. And so again, that's where the importance of this comes in as to how hard you're going. So you know, use a fartlek in your base training, but again, limit how hard you're going. So if I were to say, you know, if you're looking at heart rate, if you're not as attuned to RPE, I would say that, you know, again, you're looking at 80 to 85% of your maximum heart rate. That's the limit of how fast or how hard you should be doing them during the base training phase of your, uh, of your training cycles. So, um, and, and you can do this in a, a variety of ways. As I was talking about earlier, you could just do it on a trail and let the trail dictate uh, how hard the effort is. If it's flat or downhill, you can go faster. You can even do it on an uphill, but again, you're going to have to be careful of how hard you go. Um, going uphill will obviously uh, bump up that, uh, that, uh, that effort. Um, but you could also do it as a hill workout and just make the hills shorter so that your heart rate doesn't go up uh, as high or as quickly. Um, typically, if you keep it um, around 20 seconds or under, you're not going to be able to get your heart rate that high. So if you do a hill repeat, that's 20 seconds. Uh, and then, you know, you, you recover, whether you go back down the hill or just keep continue to the next hill and the next hill you come to, you, you do a 20 second surge recover a little bit. And if it's a long hill, you could just, you know, 20 seconds, you know, walk, jog, recover, keep going uphill and then throw in another 20 seconds. And you can just keep doing that on a, on a, you know, a sustained climb if you want to do that. Or as I said, you know, if there's a lot of hills in your route, just throw in a 20 second surge here and again on, uh, on, on the route. Uh, it's, you know, and you can set a time duration. So obviously you want to warm up. Uh, I would be remiss to say that, in these workouts, you want to get a good warm up. However, that looks to you, you know your body and, and you know how it feels. Uh, mine takes a little bit warmer, longer to warm up. Um, I need at least uh, 25, 30 minutes to, especially when it gets cold here. My body needs a lot longer to warm up. So, um, you know, typically I, I let myself, you know, kind of feel warmed up. Um, in these, since you're doing uh, a shorter interval, you don't necessarily need to do strides. We incorporate strides. Um, now, you know, you may do strides if it's a more, uh, determined, predetermined workout. And we'll talk about predetermined fartlicks where there's a specific duration for each interval. We'll talk about those later. And so you may want to do strides with those, but you know, in a, a, a typical fart, like you can just start out with some simple short intervals and just kind of warm the legs up. And then as they feel you know better and better and the body feels better, you can increase the duration of those. So um, yeah, you can do it as a hill workout as strides, um, you know, it's, but, uh, um, and then so far as, um, uh, how long of duration build that up depending on your fitness. Uh, so you may start out with, you know, 15 to 20 minutes of duration for doing the fartlek. So in other words, after your warm up, you know, you, when you start out doing these, you may do them for 15 to 20 minutes total. So your whole fartlek, you know, workout, all of your interval, intervals will be in that 15 to 20 minute uh, period. So, um, and then gradually build it up from there. Some of you may be able to start at 30 minutes and do a 30 minute fartlek session. So warm up and then do a 30 minute fartlek session. All your intervals are in that 30 minutes. And then you can, you know, keep increasing the time. 
you know, and, and, you know, build up 40, 45 minutes. It's, it's really up to you how, how long the duration of the fart looks go and how you're feeling. If you're not feeling good, cut it short. If you're feeling good and you want to keep going, keep going. And then of course, after the fartlek session, cool down that nice, easy jog, you know, kind of flush the muscles out, let them relax. And then, uh, you know, maybe walk it down a little bit, stretch it out. And I mean, then you're done. Um, you know, it's, it's great to do these, um, on, uh, a variety of surfaces. These were designed, as I said earlier for trails. So if you have soft surfaces, it's great for that. Um, but if you don't have a soft surface, you can do this on the treadmill and we'll talk about some treadmill workouts in a bit. Um, you can do these on the road. Obviously there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, so do it with whatever you have access to, especially here in the winter, it may be more road surface or treadmill surface. So, um, but, um, you know, play with that. Um, the, um, you know, other ways you can do this, um, you know, I like to just go by feel and just say, okay, this one, I want to go fast and I'll just see how long I can sustain a pace. Um, or, you know, I may look at my heart rate and say, okay, I hit my threshold time to back off at this speed. Um, you can also, uh, make a predetermined, um, distance. So you may say, uh, if it's, you know, let's say you're on the road, you're going to say, uh, I'm going to go to the third telephone pole and run to the third telephone pole. And then, um, well, you know, next one, I'm just going to do one telephone pole and go faster. So you can do distance based on, um, objects that you see. Um, you can make it time, you know, that's, um, that's, that's not bad at all. Again, we'll talk about those kind of intervals where it's set times, or you may just make up a random time in your head say, I'm going to go for two minutes. No, next time I'm going to go for 20 seconds. Next time I'm going to go for a minute 40, you know, just all mixed up different speeds, different durations. You can, you can do it those ways as well. Um, but again, um, you know, in this regard, it's not premeditated, right? It's, it's just kind of spur of the moment. I'm going to do this. Uh, you know, it's not, uh, you know, you're making that decision uh, when that interval pops up. Okay. Um, so, um, then, you know, that's, that's base phase. So when you're in the base phase of training, just kind of building up your, your fitness, that's, you know, that's a great workout to include there. Um, and then we, uh, we typically have a short interval phase now for ultra runners that comes early on in the training because it's least specific. We typically work, uh, our least specific training to our most specific training, which, you know, short intervals are going to be least specific. It's the, you know, it's going to help us gain fitness aerobic capacity. Um, you know, it potentially could help work our, our max VO two system. So, you know, there's, uh, extreme benefits to doing it. Um, you know, but it's going to be a real short phase. Typically ultra runners don't have as long a time working out in this system where, you know, when I say short depends on the person, some people may not include this at all. It may be detrimental to a person because it does increase injury risk. And this is a time we don't want to be increasing volume. So, um, during this phase, uh, you know, again, ultra runners is going to be early, typically your marathoners and under it's going to be later because it's more specific to those people. Um, so, um, wherever it is in your training, you can include fartlicks, uh, as part of your short interval sessions. Uh, so, um, the, uh, the, in these, I typically like to keep intervals under three minutes in duration. Um, there are interval workouts that include up to four minutes. Four minutes is really hard at this intensity. If you're going to go short and hard, because, 
Uh, we are trying to work the, the max VO2 system. So here we're trying to work 90%, you know, even upwards of 95. I would hesitate to say that like 90% maximum heart rate is probably a great speed, especially for ultra runners. Um, you don't really need to go harder than that because we don't want to go too far into the tank and make ourselves too fatigued. Okay. There's a lot of that happens in the body when we go at this intensity. And again, it puts us at susceptibility of injury because of how fast we're turning over. So if we have any imperfections in our forms or any weaknesses in our body, those can manifest themselves greatly at this intensity. So we have to be very careful uh, when doing this intensity. So again, if you're really prone to injury, may not even be worth it to include this type of injury or this type of, uh, uh, sorry, workout. So be careful with this. Um, and then um, if you're looking, these are where you can actually, um, you know, make um, a set duration. So you, you have a predetermined workout. Your workout's already made up beforehand. You're not thinking of what you're going to do a spur of the moment or how you're feeling. You're going to go for a specific amount of time. Um, Mario Frioli has done a great job of putting out a weekly workout and he has included some great ones in his, uh, his morning shakeout newsletter. So if you go to the morningshakeout.com, you can subscribe to his newsletter. And, uh, he, like I said, he has a workout of the week. He has put out some great fartlek workouts, uh, and you can see them on his website. Again, the morningshakeout.com. Um, I'll put that in the show notes just in case. Um, but, um, I mean, you know, there's, there's a ton of fartlek workouts out there, uh, that you can do. Um, Brad Hudson's the halftime fartlek, the Mona fartlek, um, the Sisyphus Hill fartlek. And actually I found that one previously. And then actually, um, Mario's, um, newsletter this week, um, he has put out that as his weekly workout. So, um, uh, he probably saw the same <laughs> newsletter that I did where I caught that one. Um, there's the Monhigi. Um, uh, excuse me, the Mon Getty. <laughs> I probably pronounced that wrong, but there's all sorts of fartlek workouts out there. Um, if you're curious about any of these, if you can't find them, don't hesitate to reach out. I'll send you the workout. Um, there, I mean, there's just a lot of great fartlek workouts out there. Uh, and you know, again, it's working on top end speed. So you're going to be doing fast things. All of these can be done as hill workouts. Um, hill workouts build strength. They uh, reinforce. Uh, correct um, form. You're, you know, getting good knee drive. So it's, it's, you want to really make sure that you're, you know, you've got good form. So running Hills is a great way to do these because it does so much for the body. Not only is it speed, it's strength, it's reinforcing proper form. So a great thing to do is to um, just convert your workout to a hill workout. Um, just make sure, obviously you have a hill that's long enough for the longest interval um, that's, that's in here. And the other thing, you know, you have to make sure that you're able to, to get low enough on the hill with the recovery that you're given that you'll still have enough room left going upwards. In other words, don't run out of hill. Um, <laughs> that's easy to do if, if you don't have very long hills. So your recoveries may have to be a little bit longer just to make sure you have enough hill to keep going on the workout. So be, a, be aware of that ahead of time. Okay. Um, there's also um, ladders. Uh, and descending ladders. So ladders are where you incrementally build up the interval. So you may start at a shorter duration. Let's say you start at 30 seconds. You do four by 30 seconds, and then you increase it to a minute, four by one minute. 
then you increase it to uh, a minute 30. Maybe you do two by 130. Then you increase it to two minutes and maybe you do two by two minutes. So you keep building upwards. That's a ladder. Okay. So you're going up, you're building the interval up. And there's also the descending ladder where you start high and then come down. So you do the reverse of what I just said. Start with two by two minutes, go down to two by uh, 130, then go down to four by one minute. Um, and then four by 30 seconds or whatever your intervals are, that's a descending ladder. And you, you know, you're trying to get faster as they go. Whereas in, a, you know, a ladder, you may either a try to keep it consistent at the same effort, or you may go a little bit easier depending on how long the interval gets. So, you know, upwards of, of four minutes, again, that's a really tough duration to kind of keep at the same intensity, keep it that 90%. You may be able to do it, but uh, you know you really have to pay attention to the effort. It's always better to start a little bit slower and finish a little bit faster, finishing like you feel like you have something in the tank. You never want to feel like you're totally spent at the end of the workout. You should feel like I could do a little bit more. Okay, we don't want you to go to well if you're you know totally spent, hands on the knees, probably went a little bit too hard. Okay, so keep that in mind as well. Um, there's also pyramids, and pyramids are you know you build up and then back down. Um, pyramid can be, you know, one minute, two minute, three minute, four minute, three minute, two minute, one minute, where you went, you know, a, a minute incremental up minute incremental down now your recoveries. Okay. At this duration, usually you go a one-to-one -one recovery ratio in which if you're going 90%, I would go one minute, hard, one minute, easy, two minutes, hard, two minutes, easy, three minutes, hard, three minutes, easy, four minutes, hard, four minutes, easy. If you are really fit and want a challenge, you can bring that down to, you could do 50% recovery, or you could just keep it at, you know, a certain set, um, recovery. So like you could go one minute on one minute, easy, two minutes on one minute, easy, three minutes on one minute, easy, four minutes on one minute, easy, and then back down, you know, so your recovery is just one minute easy. So there's multiple ways to do it, depending on your fitness and depending on your goal for the workout. Um, if you're just starting with this, I really encourage you to go to a one-to-one -one ratio in which your interval is the same duration as your recovery. That will give you plenty of time, should keep you feeling fresh and recovered, ready for the next interval, and not entirely spent by the last one. Now, again, you don't want to start your first interval too fast and feel like you're dead for the back half of a pyramid or a ladder. So be careful with how fast you start the workout. It's always okay to start a little bit slower and build into the workout, making sure that you're, you know, you're hitting the intensity that you want, because as you, your heart rate's going to start to go up, we have a little bit, what we call uh, heart rate drift. It's going to start to increase uh, over the workout just because of the intensity. So your heart rate's going to be a little bit higher, even if you feel like you're doing the same effort. So keep that in mind as well, because it's going to, you know, notch up a little bit. So we want to have that little bit of, of room uh, towards the end of the workout for that cardiac drift. So be careful on those. Um, then there are um, down cycle fartlicks, okay? Um, where um, we, we go um, longer and slower first uh, to shorter and faster later. So um, you know, we talked about the um, descending ladder. That's where we have the longer intervals at the beginning uh, and the shorter intervals at the end of the workout. In these, a down cycle fartlek, we are again, we're we're you know we're starting. If we started at let's say a four minute interval, that interval is going to be a little slower. Maybe we do that at eighty to eighty five percent max heart rate. Okay, um, and then three minutes 
uh, let's just, you know, we're going to keep round numbers here and keep it easy. Uh, at three minutes, maybe we do that one at 85. And then um, we go down to two minutes. Maybe we do that at 85 to 90 percent of maximum heart rate. Then we go to one minute at 90 to 90, you know, well, let's just say 90% maximum heart rate. We'll keep it there to keep numbers easy, but that would be a down cycle in which now you've started a longer interval, a little bit easier. Um, and that's, a, this is a good way to learn how to do fart licks because it's very controlled and it's starting you out easy purposely. Okay. So it's, that might be the best way for people that are you know, unfamiliar with fart licks to get into them is to do these. And you don't have to start with a four minute. Obviously you could do, uh, you know, two by two minutes or, you know, four by two minutes and do those at your, you know, maybe 80 to 85. And then you could go down to, you know, two to four by uh, a minute 30 at 85 to 90 and then four by one minute at you know, whatever, 90% maximum perceived or maximum heart rate. Okay. So, you know, a bunch of ways to do, you know, the intervals, they can be whatever you want them to be. I mean, you can go down to 30 seconds if you want to. So you can vary it up. You know, this just getting in the time. Um, I suggest that your interval time does not exceed 20 minutes. That's about what you want to work for, um, for, you know, at the, at the high end of your intensity, starting out at about 10 minutes of intensity, the, the intervals, the hard intervals, if you add them all up, starting at about 10 minutes is great. If you are super fit and you're really towards the end of the, of the, uh, the, you know, this training cycle, this max VO two cycle, you may be up towards that, you know, that maximum 20 minute limit of hard duration. So, you know, 20 minutes of intense intervals, um, and your rest you know, if, if you're doing one-to-one -one would be 20 minutes. So the whole, um, you know, duration of the workout session would be 40 minutes of your intervals, 20 minute, hard, 20 minute, easy, your warm up at the beginning, maybe some strides to kind of get yourself together and then a cool down. So strides, they can be anywhere from 10 to 20 seconds, just kind of turning the legs over, getting you warmed up again, the warm up itself, just a nice, easy jog, get yourself warmed up, whatever time duration, uh, that is, and then a cool down. Um, so, um, you know, we'll, uh, uh, that would, that would be a great workout. Okay. So, all right. Um, now, as I mentioned earlier, these workouts will be great for, for treadmills. We're going into the cooler weather. Some people, um, are more prone to go to the gym or to run on the treadmill at the house because of how cold it is outside. You know, it is great to throw one of these in, you know, into your training just to kind of vary things up. So if, you, if you're feeling good and you're on the treadmill, you want something to kind of break it up, the monotony of the treadmill, do something different. So, you know, mentally you have something more stimulating. A fart lick is a great thing to do. Now, again, you can do these um, with any of these styles of workout with time, but you can also do it by increasing incline. So you can do an incline fart lick. So instead of increasing the intensity, you can increase the, you know, the, the incline, like every, you know, every few minutes, I'm going to increase it a degree, whatever it may be. Okay. Um, and if you can manage the same speed, that's wonderful. If you have to slow it down, totally fine. But you know, you can play with a fart lick, make it go up and down. Um, so, um, you know, play with that, uh, on the treadmill great way to do things, not only at the, um, you know, the fartlek. And what I suggest is if you're on a treadmill, you, you have some kind of incline. Um, even if you're, you're just doing a fartlek or a run, 
somewhere, you know, one to 2%, 2%, probably a little bit better. It will mimic, uh, the, um, the outside or the, um, the, uh, being outside a little bit better than being at 0% incline. Um, you know, with the tread pulling, sometimes they say that, you know, that gives you an added benefit. It's a, it's a little bit easier because you're, you're getting pulled along. Um, so if you increase the incline, it should simulate the outside or the outdoors a little bit better. Okay. All right. Um, so, um, podium runner, it's another newsletter. Uh, again, I will put those guys in the show notes. They do a great little newsletter. I was reading through and they happen to have, um, the, um, the five reasons to do a fart lick. And I, I you know, that some of the reasons were they're pretty good, but, um, we'll go through those real quick. Um, and if I can remember, I will, you know, put a link to the, uh, to the article. Um, so, um, as we were talking about with, um, um, early in the base training phase, they force you to run by feel. That's number one. They force you to run by feel, which again is great to learn your body, learn how it feels, learn what it has, what effort it can, it can give you. That's your perceived effort, right? We talked about rating of perceived effort, RPE, learning what your hat, your body has will teach you better on race day. What's sustainable? What can you do on that given day? You know, you're not looking at your watch for pace, especially on a trail run, right? Because pace is, it can go right out the door in trail run. So learning what your body has and what it can give you is essential. So, um, you know, learning to run by feel, I think is awesome. Cause that also gets into, if you learn your body and what it's telling you, you'll learn when you need to eat and what you should eat because your body will tell you exactly that. So getting to know those things are crucial, especially for an ultra runner. Um, these workouts, they have a high level of success because it's hard to fail at them. If you attempt this workout, you're going by feel. It's really hard to fail at that because you're going off what your body's telling you and what it can do. So it's a great confidence booster because you got through a workout, no matter how you felt, you allowed your body to do what it was capable of doing on that day, which is tremendous. So you will see a level of success by doing these because you did it. You accomplished it. You got through the workout. That's number two. Um, number three, they are flexible, uh, which is awesome. You know, and, uh, it goes back to, um, the success rate because some days we just don't feel great and throwing in a fart lick may snap our legs awake. You know, you may feel really lethargic, really slow, uh, and just kind of throwing in some surges may help you, you know, snap out of that, make, you know, encourage your legs to kind of wake up, get out of that funk. So, um, you know, being flexible, you don't have to go far. It, you know, if you're doing a, a fartlek run and your body's not there, you can do it shorter, right? You don't have to do a long interval. Uh, that's what's great about the fartlek runs. You are dictating how long the interval is and how fast the interval is. That's tremendous. That's so great for, for a body, you know? So, um, number three, they are flexible. Um, four, they're continuous, right? So it's, it's not like the workout is broken up. It, you know, you don't have these like really slow recoveries or, you know, stopping your watch, um, you know, to stand still it's a continuous run, which, you know, is great. It's, it's, you know, it's awesome that, um, it's like, you're going for a run is what they say, you know, and that's exactly right. Because especially in the base phase, they shouldn't be too hard. So it's, it's almost like a continuous run with just some surges in it, which, you know, again, if you're trail racing, 
it's just like being on the trail because we try to use the downhills, right? And so it's, it's mimicking what we would do in a race day scenario. And then five, they say it's fun. And it is, I really, I love fartleks. I love the speed play. Speed has always been one of my favorite things. I love those intervals. I think it's just, you know, tremendous to, to be able to do these type of things. Um, so, uh, you know, that's, that's their five. I thought it was a good way to kind of wrap up this, this talk about fartleks. Um, if you have questions on this workout, uh, you know, if I haven't gone over something in, in full detail, don't hesitate to, to reach out and ask me about, you know, the fartlek. I just think it's a great thing that you can implement, um, in multiple phases of training. Um, so, you know, um, and there's other articles out there that suggest you can, you know, incorporate it even further into your training. Um, those are the, the cases in which I think they're the most effective, but again, you know, there's other, and there's other things out there that say you can do it this way and that way. So, you know, whatever works for you. And that's what you need to try and find out, you know, is this something that you like and incorporate into your training? Um, it, it's, just, it's so simple to do, um, you know, and it's so simple to, to add, uh, it doesn't require much, um, you know, and, and you can do it again, wherever you want road trail treadmill, you know, it's, it's so, um, it's so effective and it's so efficient. Um, it's just, you can adapt it. I, I love fartlek. So, um, you know, we, we talked about strides in the past. I think strides are, are a must in, uh, in, you know, um, in anybody's training regimen, um, especially hill strides. But, um, you know, Farlick is another great thing, another you know, tool for your toolbox that you can add in there. So um, I hope you use the Farlick again. You know, um, I will post um, the uh, um, Mario's website where you can find some already programmed Farlicks. But don't hesitate to, to just go out there and do your own and make up your own. And again, just do it spur of the moment. You know, just let the body dictate how fast and how far. So I hope you enjoy that. And, and can use it in your training. Um, this episode will release on Thanksgiving. So I want to wish everybody uh, a very happy Thanksgiving. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to do this. I'm grateful for, for all of you for listening. Um, I'm almost to 25,000 downloads, which is really cool. Um, I, you know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm thrilled to, to have this opportunity. And uh, I want to thank once again, all my Patreon supporters, um, for their support, uh, and you know, for everything everybody does for our running community, I really can't thank you guys enough. Uh, my newsletter will be coming out December 1st. So that's coming up quick. That's next week. Um, really excited about that. I've been working on that. So I, I hope you'll, uh, uh, take a chance to read that. If you haven't subscribed, you can do so on my website, mrrunningpains.com. Uh, so check that out. It'll be coming out December 1st. It's free. So it comes out every, every month. And I try to include as much information as I can in it. Um, and uh, let's see what else is going on. Um, I've been doing a daily upload on my YouTube channel, uh, on my training for Bigfoot 200. So I, you know, I hope you'll check those out. Um, I try to put as much, uh, helpful tidbits in there as I can. Um, the, uh, episode from Tuesday, um, November 23rd had a ton of gems. I, I don't know. I just kept spitting them out. So, uh, if you haven't checked out November 23rd, uh, that would have been day 30, um, on YouTube, I will try to also include, um, a, uh, a link to that in the show notes. 
I uh, just put a note down to include that one because I think there was a lot in that one that people can pick up from. But I, I really try to include as much information as I can uh, in these. You know, it's not just about my training. It's about things that uh, are relevant to each runner, things that you can include in your training. Think about for your races. Um, you know, I talk about gear and I talk about, you know, workouts, long runs, recovery runs, all that sort of stuff. So, uh, you know, in the title description, it should give you kind of an idea of, of what I was talking about on that given day, but, um, please check those out. Um, you know, I, I, I just do it because it's, it's really helping me. It's keeping me accountable and I'm really enjoying it. So, um, by all means, please, uh, check that out. Whether you subscribe to the channel or not, I just hope it's helpful and uh, and you enjoy it. I've gotten really positive feedback thus far, so I appreciate those that that have provided that feedback. It it makes me feel really good about you know doing these on a daily basis. So check those out. Um, and uh, yeah, so December's almost upon us. Um, I hope that you guys have had a great training year. If you still have some races left, um, I really hope that, uh, that you know they go extremely well. Uh, if you're looking for a coach for 2022, please reach out. I have some spots open. Um, you can check out my website again, mrrunningpains.com for uh, my coaching philosophy and things that I do. Um, but I would love to have a conversation with you and talk about how I can help you and, uh, and, you know, and, and sharing your journey to your race. Uh, I coach everybody, uh, run to walk on up. So, uh, just had somebody jump on board for, um, a 200 miler. So that will be the second person I'm coaching to a 200 miler. But again, I coach everybody and anyone I am. I love running and I love talking, running. I love coaching and I love just sharing, you know, this experience with all of you. So don't hesitate to reach out. I'm not just here for one specific type of person. I have all sorts and, and, you know, all sorts of goals, people that don't even race, just want to get a little bit faster, build more endurance. Uh, you know, so that's what I'm here for. Really enjoying this, this, uh, this ride. And, uh, you know, so please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Um, but with that guys, I, again, I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this, this, my journey and, and my experience. And I can't wait to, uh, to talk to you, uh, next week. And, uh, uh, you know, to give you kind of a heads up, I have Rachel, uh, Bell Kelly, she is a, an awesome runner and coach, and we are going to be talking about, um, well, it's going to be a Q&A, actually. We are asking for questions from you, the listeners, uh, for anything that you have uh, uh, for females about running. So if you are a female, have a question, or if you're a guy and have a question uh, you know, that pertains to female runners, don't hesitate to reach out. Let us know. I've posted on social media. Uh, you can, you know, just respond in there. You can, uh, email me, instant message me, uh, Rachel's, uh, posting on her socials as well. So don't hesitate to, to reach out to her with questions, but yeah, just submit your questions and we will be going over those, um, on, uh, on a future episode together. I'm not sure if it's going to be next week's episode or the week after that, but we plan on recording soon. So, uh, don't hesitate to get those questions in. Okay. I think that's all I have for now, guys. Again, I hope you all have a very happy Thanksgiving and, um, and a very um, blessed time with your family, friends. I hope you get to enjoy food and fellowship and uh, keep running, my friends. <laughs>